Hello, and welcome to another episode of Game Night on the Incomparable Network's game show. That's right, Game Night. Just like when you used to sit around the table with your family and play board games, but hopefully with less angry throwing of dice. Today, we're playing the fifth exciting game of Random Pursuit, because one edition of Trivial Pursuit just isn't enough for me, and using the board is too complicated for me to deal with on a podcast. I have a fantastic group of players with me, whom I will introduce in the order they will play. First up is a first-time player, Marisa McClellan. Welcome, Marisa. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. And second, for the second game in a row, you were second last time, Kathy Campbell. Hello, I have a real dice this time. I'm very excited. Yay! (laughs) Uh, Scott McNulty will be rolling third. Oh, I always roll third, if you know what I mean. I don't don't (laughs) know. I'm afraid I I don't. (laughs) 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 We also have another first-time player. Welcome, Aline Sims. Hello, I have have my five dice here. We're Mm -hmm. ready to go. (laughs) Please explain to the audience why you have five dice. Because I could, and if one of them is being mean and rolling a a type of question I don't like, then I can use another one. Because they are autonomous beings, these dice. I like this. I like this strategy. All right. Uh, from the very next room to me, my spouse, Stephen Chapansky. Hi there. Looking forward to all the um, Disney kids questions about uh, <laughs> World War II. <laughs> oh, just you wait. Uh, and closing us out will be Monty Ashley. Hello. Uh, Charles Gateau. Uh, oh, my gosh. He's, he's beating you guys already. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That was, a, that was for a pie, too. <laughs> and yes, I did randomize that uh, using random.org to order the list because I am just leaning into this whole random thing. They so, do great work. Yeah, they really do. You can put in a list and press a button and voila, it comes out in a totally different order than the random order I put it in, in the first place. <laughs> I think you're contractually obligated to use random.org for any game show on The Incomparable. I think that's how it works. Yep. Um, Well, this particular game show, Random Pursuit, works a little differently from the basic board game, which you will know if you have listened before. I have many different versions of Trivial Pursuit, even more than the last time we played. And it is it is verging on too many, honestly, but I'm, I'm putting them to work today. So as a quick refresher, Random Pursuit does not use the board. Instead, each player has their own six sided die. They will use that to determine which question on the card they will answer. That's going from one through six from the top to the bottom of the card. Then I, as your random host, will roll a 20-sided die to determine which edition of Trivial Pursuit the question will come from. For each question a player answers correctly, they will get one point. Uh, Just like in regular Trivial Pursuit, if they answer a question correctly, they can roll again for another question. Unlike regular Trivial Pursuit, each player can only answer up to three questions on each turn, except, and this is new, for the last round we do, where all bets are off, no question limit. Adds to the drama. Yeah. Now, I mostly don't mind ditching the game board, but I do miss the roll again spaces. So to preserve a little bit of the random excitement, if the player rolls the same number two times in a row on their same turn, they get to pick which edition that question comes from. If they happen to roll the same number all three times on the same turn, they can forget that number and pick both the edition and the category of their question. This has yet to happen. So maybe today's the day. All right. As for the possible additions, oh boy, my collection has gotten big. I uh, I now have Genus Editions 1 through 5, and I have added Trivial Pursuit Volume 6. For some reason, they stopped calling it Genus. I don't know why. Um, 
I've recently added the Baby Boomer Edition at number seven on the die. For eight and nine, we still have the Walt Disney Family Edition from 1986 that has two boxes, the kids' box and the adults' box. Exciting stuff. Um, For 10 and 11, there are a couple more new ones, the 1960s version and the TV edition, which I remember being particularly awful. So look forward to that one. Uh, We still have the Star Wars Classic Trilogy Collector's Edition at 12. 13 is the Millennium Edition. 14 is the 20th Anniversary Edition. Boo. 15 (laughs) is the DVD Pop Culture Edition. I have also added the 90s Time Capsule Edition in the metal box at number 16. For number 17, we have still the Annoyingly Bad Doctor Who Edition. And to nearly round things out to 20, I have decided to use the very same junior trivia game that my family played when I was a little kid. Like, it still has fingerprints and stuff on it. Uh, it's not technically Trivial Pursuit, but it means a lot to me. Um, and that uh, that game has two different levels of difficulty, so that's going to be 18 and 19 on the die. If I roll a 20, you guys get to choose the edition that your question comes from. So, a little extra randomness there. We will play for an amount of time determined by me, and then we'll finish out that round of turns. The player with the highest score at the end becomes the random champion with bragging rights until we record the next episode. So, let's just dive in and get started, shall we? Marisa, you get to go first, so please roll your six-sided die and tell me what you got. All right. I got a one. All right. Well, that one will be coming from, ooh, version six. Sorry, volume six. Mm-hmm. Volume six. So uh, number one on a volume six is blue. That's people and places. So Marisa, tell me, what do English-speaking tourists call Ecuador's Archipelago de Colón? Um, there are multiple accents in, in that uh word going in different directions i don't i don't know i hope i said it close to right unfortunately i don't know (laughs) all right that is oh the galapagos islands oh Oh. i I didn't know that Ah. either okay well that means it is kathy's turn all right roll your die three all right that three is coming from Ooh, i rolled a seven the baby boomer edition we're getting right into the new stuff this is exciting (laughs) All right. So number three (laughs) is yellow. That is nightly news is your category. So what diamond did did jeweler Harry Winston give to the Smithsonian Institution in 1958? Name a diamond. I know it. I know it. I know it. Uh, (laughs) What is it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no cheating. Spring uh, <laughs> over there, you too. I hear you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, uh, all I can think about is the heart of the ocean, and I know that that is not even remotely <laughs> close. It's not even a real diamond. Was that even a diamond? <laughs> I yeah, I don't think it was a diamond. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my brain is broken. This is such a great game to play while pregnant. Um, <laughs> we'll go with uh, you can guess the heart of the ocean if you want. If you've got nothing else, I, I, yeah, I won't judge you. Yeah, as much. yeah, Larry. I'll, I'll guess the heart of the ocean just because I have no idea. Uh, somebody else knew it. It's the Hope Diamond. 
It is. It is the Hope oh. Diamond. I've actually seen it. I visited the Smithsonian and saw the Hope Diamond, and it was... I didn't expect to be impressed, but I, I actually was. So They, mm-hmm. they have the right lights on it to, make it to bring out those sparkles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's a big All right, one. Scott, ah. let's, uh, let's see if we can get a question right. <laughs> well, oh, now the pressure's on. <laughs> yep, uh, no pressure. I, I rolled a five, uh, and my answer is Hope Diamond, whatever it is. <laughs> well, I rolled a ten. <laughs> and the so Galapagos Islands. <laughs> we're jumping to another new box, oh. the 1960s. All right. Um, all right, so Hippies. five on the 1960s card is green. That's sports and leisure. Oh. So please tell me, Scott, hmm. what NASCAR driver won the... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll finish the question. All of them. Uh, what NASCAR driver won the Grand National Point title in 1966, 1968, and 1969? Well, that's quite impressive. Does that uh, change anything? I, I don't Do you know, know the answer? what a national points title is. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I will say uh, there's only one NASCAR driver that I know uh, who I'm pretty sure was not driving a car in the 60s, but I'll say Jeff Gordon, who I think is a NASCAR driver. Uh, I I think you're right (laughs) uh, about him being a NASCAR driver. You're not right about him being the winner way back in the 60s, I'm afraid. That That was somebody named David Pearson. Oh, so congratulations. Oh, yeah, of Mr. course. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also like to say that the 1960s version of Trivial Pursuit, the front of the card is not like glossy. It's 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 just papery. And I feel like that's uh, it's kind of shoddy workmanship, Trivial Pursuit. Oh, uh, take that. Uh, I'm unimpressed. <laughs> All right. Aline, it is your turn. Let's, okay. Uh, let's see if you can turn round one uh, around for us. All right. We're going with the blue and gold six-sided dice, die. Mm-hmm. And that's a three. Okay. Well, I am I am apparently just hopping from new box to new box because I just rolled a 16, which is <laughs> the 1990s. Nice. Um, all right. And you said that was a three? It was a three. Okay. Three is brown, which uh, the category is called viewing. Viewing. Okay. The, the categories mm-hmm. in this edition are something else, let me tell you. Uh, another neat thing about the 1990s game is that each card tells you what year all of the questions are from. So mm. I can tell you right now, this question is from 1994. Okay. So in the category of viewing in 1994, which cast member of Friends underwent a name change in the credits midway through the series? Uh, it was either Courtney Cox or Jennifer Aniston. Um <laughs> you got to pick one. I don't one. think Jennifer Aniston actually changed her name, so I'm going to say Courtney Cox. You are correct. To Courtney Cox, our cast. Yep. Okay. Yes. Oh, and can I just say a strange Wait, thing? Wait, I got Joe? one? My mom used to be the, a babysitter yeah. for David Arquette, weirdly. What? Nice. <laughs> glenning. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> First class Glenning here on there this edition is. of uh, Random Pursuit. Aline, that means you have to go again, so roll okay. again. That's another three. All right. Uh, weirdly, another three, that's another sixteen. <laughs> but but Ooh. since you rolled uh, two in a row, you get to okay. choose the uh, edition that it comes from. Hmm. Okay. I'm so if you want to stay in the nineties, we can do that. Oh, but uh, there's I, a lot to choose from. I, I vaguely the remember the nineties, so I'm I'll stick with the nineties time <laughs> capsule. Okay. So it's uh it's another question from the viewing category. However, this okay. one comes from 1996. So okay. very different. All right. What depraved cartoon pair hallucinate in their film debut a backwards recording of the phrase, everybody go to college, study hard? 
I'm going to guess Beavis and Butthead, but I don't actually know. Well, you're a good guesser because it is <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Okay. All right. Well, one more time. <laughs> okay. Six. Okay. I rolled an eight, which is the Walt Disney Family Edition, but it's the adults box. Ooh. Aw. Yep. Adults only. All right. And that was a six, you said. <laughs> it was. So that is from the World of Leisure. Welcome to the World of Leisure. What are, and the next words are italicized, beautiful, decadence, obsession, and poison? Remember, this is the Disney edition. I don't, I assume that has something to do with this, but maybe not. I don't think it does. (laughs) Beautiful, decadence, Decadence, obsession, obsession, and poison. Poison. Each one of those is distinctly italicized, not like it's all one thing. Words. Those are all words. Yep. They are words. They are words. Well, the, while that is technically correct, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to require a, uh, well, an answer at least closer apple. to it. Um, well. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm, um, I, I guess I'm going to guess uh, the apple that that the evil queen gives to Snow White. Well, that, that is a good guess. It's a good Disney guess. But as I look at the card, I realize that this question, like many questions in the Walt Disney Family Edition, has nothing mm-hmm. to do with Disney. Uh, they are all perfumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. Never would have known. Obsession. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Now it's cool. If Eric had whispered yeah. it, I would have been able to get it. But Nobody excels better at creepy whisker- whispers than <laughs> Scott McNulty. Or whiskers. I, yeah, I've got them both covered, so. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Steven, it is your turn. All right. I rolled a two. All right. I rolled a 13, which is the Millennium Edition. And oh, a two joy. is arts and entertainment. Ooh. What sci-fi TV show inspired sales of 30 million novels a book series publishing record. What TV? What sci-fi so, TV show inspired sales of thirty million <laughs> novels, which is a book series publishing record? Oh, I was hoping that the question would actually name the series. Um, that's why I was listening for it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Star Trek. You are correct. Ooh, Ooh. heavy hitter! Sorry, nice. Scott. I'm the one that got that one. <laughs> How dare you! Uh, six all right well i got 13 again so we're sticking with the millennium edition but a six is a wild card so could be anything oh boy what was a 17 year old amish boy driving recklessly through wait yeah what was a 17 year old amish boy driving recklessly through pennsylvania when police nabbed him on dui charges in 1996 a horse and carriage I will give it to you. It says buggy, but same okay. thing. Yep. Awesome. Very oh, different. Wow. I was going to say, if, if you have angered some Amish people who will never yeah. hear this because <laughs> yeah. buggy, very different. somewhere an Amish lady is really mad right yeah. now and she doesn't know why. He was, he was driving a golf cart through the Harrison Ford in Witness theme park that they set up. Um, Ooh. was charged for it. All right. What do uh, we got? Number one. All right. That is coming from, ooh, 14. My my least favorite, the 20th anniversary <laughs> edition. Ooh, However, right. actually, you know, after after playing all these new ones, maybe this will cease to be my least favorite. So there's hope for you, 20th anniversary <laughs> edition. The other ones might be even worse. <laughs> yep. Uh, you said that was a one? As a one. 
All right. One is blue, which is global view. What state is the starting point for the Arkansas River's 1,450-mile journey to the sea? There's a very fancy way of asking, which state does the Arkansas River start in? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Arkansas, I don't know rivers very well, so I'm just going to say Oklahoma. Nope, it is Colorado. Wow, that far. Okay. At least you didn't say Arkansas, an obvious trap. (laughs) Right. Right. They got me on that one last time. (laughs) All right, Monty. Well, let's see what kind of traps they have for you. I rolled a five. All right, and I rolled an eight, so we are back to the adults box from the Disney. And five is World of Science. What color, here we go, what color back does the leader of a gorilla troop normally boast? Silver? Silver. It's in their name. Correct. All right, roll again. I rolled another five. All right. Well, I rolled a seven this time, so you get a question from the Baby Boomer edition. I rolled another five. Oh, you did. That's right. So you get to choose. Do you want the Baby Boomer edition? (laughs) No, I want the Genus edition. Number one. Number one. All right. So that means it's uh, science and nature. What automotive flop was named for the only child of Henry Ford? That is the Edsel. Correct. And now I've rolled a one. Okay, not another five. So I rolled a three. So genus three. People and places. What member of the Beatles held a guitar pick in his left hand? Paul McCartney. Yep. Who was left-handed. Noted Ringo, also left-handed, but... Did not hold a guitar pick. He wouldn't hold, yeah, it would be. I suppose if he were holding a he guitar pick, there's a good oh, chance right. that it would have been in those right. left hands. This is a, a poorly worded question because I'm sure all four of them at some point held a guitar <laughs> pick in their left hand. <laughs> <laughs> held a guitar pick the in their left hand. <laughs> but I'm, I'm still, I am still giving it to Monty because that is what it says on the card. And uh, congratulations, Monty. That's the first, uh, first full sweep of the game, Ooh. and that wraps us back around to Marisa. So go ahead and roll. All right, I got a four. All right. I got an eight. So we are in the Disney adult box. And oh, welcome to the world of fantasy. (laughs) What's the name of Dick and Joanna's hotel on Newhart? Um, Mm. Wow. (laughs) I I remembered it after I saw it, but (laughs) I was not going to pull that one out. Uh, I don't. uh, The Newhart Inn. That's a good guess. Does anybody else remember this? No. If David J. Lohr was here. <laughs> I remember yeah. everything else about he the show. Know. It would have been the Loudon Inn, if anything, because that was their last name. But that's all I got. It was the Stratford Inn. Oh. Oh. That sounds familiar now that you say it. Yeah. Shoot. See, but I never would have gotten that. All right, Kathy, roll it up. All right. Three. All right. I got a 16, so we're in the 90s. Uh, All right. And (laughs) it seems like only everybody rolls rolls a three for the 90s, so we're in viewing again. But this is from 1991. Whose ghost is said to haunt Paramount Studios' Lot 31, where he died of a heart attack during rehearsals for his new sitcom, The Royal Family? This is a morbid question. Uh, To which I have absolutely no idea. Um... 
guessing it's somebody that maybe their last name is King mm. or Prince. But we know Prince didn't die until much later <laughs> than it was in 91. Uh, so I'm going to go with Mr. King. I, I love the way you logicked that out. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it didn't didn't hold out. It was uh, Red Fox. Oh, yeah. He died. I don't even know who that is. So Everyone thought he was doing his comedic oh, bit. Oh, that's right. going, Elizabeth, I'm coming. I'm coming. He'd pretend to have a heart attack and everyone laughed. Oh, that's right. But this time he just fell down and then the laughter was real. off. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Trulu Pursuit. Cheery <laughs> fun. Such a happy. Hooray. <laughs> uh, all right. Scott. Yes. What do you got for us? Uh, I, a three. All right. Well, I rolled a four. So you get a question from Genus Four All from right. the his- History. Uh, what protective gear did U.S. soldiers call a puss blanket in World War II? I will guess a gas mask. Correct. Hooray. If it was something else, I would have been very concerned for <laughs> our soldiers. Yeah. I was, I was a little worried. <laughs> uh, six. All right. Oh, I rolled another four. So this time you get a wild card question oh, from Genus Four. What did Robert Ripley's publisher suggest he rename his Champs and Chumps comic page? Uh, believe it or not. Yes, indeed. Including the exclamation point, which is very important. That's right. I hope you heard it mm-hmm. when I said it. I did. I did. <laughs> There's just the right amount of emphasis. Uh, <laughs> I wrote Palance Reed helped. Uh, yep. Well, that's, I cannot uh, think of Ripley's Believe It or Not without thinking of Jack Palance's voice. Uh, a one. <laughs> All right. Well, that one is going to come from volume six. So people and places. What Aussie city sends ferries from its circular key to Watson's Bay, Taronga Park, and Manly? I'm going to say Melbourne. It is Sydney, I'm afraid. Yeah. People but, in Australia. But good job guessing a city that's actually in Australia. That's, I, I had to guess. I, right? I, I, only I was... <laughs> <laughs> Aline, it is your turn. All right. Sticking with the blue one, in case anyone wonders. Uh, that's a one. Oh, I also rolled a one. So you get a geography question from Genus One. Oh, no. What does USSR stand for? The United Soviet States of Russia? Nope. Yeah. It is the... You're too young for this question. I am. (laughs) It's the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. That's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. This this, this edition is older than I am, so (laughs) I'm pleading pleading that. (laughs) Fair. That's fair. Uh, Steven. Four. What did you say? Four? Four. Yep, I also rolled a four just at the same time as you were saying it, which is why I couldn't hear Uh, it. Uh, So you get a science and nature question from Genus 4. What fossil fuel is currently the most abundant? I will remind you. (laughs) (laughs) I will remind you that this this game is from 1996. Uh, Crude oil or oil? No, as a matter of fact, coal. Coal. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, I hear the jobs are coming back, so that that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, boy. Uh, Monty. I have rolled a six. All right. And I got a five. So you get a wild card from Genus 5. 
What men's club celebrated July of 2000 as Listen to the Corn Grow Month and August as National Napping Month? What men's club? <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> can I hear the question again while I stall and try to think of an answer? You sure, you sure can. <laughs> what men's club celebrated July of 2000 as Listen to the Corn Grow Month and August as National Napping Month? I'm going to say the Athenaeum. It is actually the Dull Men's Club, which huh. is a thing I had not heard of, but they are aptly named huh. based on uh, those uh, months. Every, everybody knows that, Monty. Uh-huh. <laughs> Monty, you're just not dull enough to know the answer to that question. Yeah, that maybe if you're a little less interesting, you'd uh, read up more on that. Right. Now, now, <laughs> vengeance against all dull men. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's in trouble. Uh, Marisa, what do you got for me? All right. Uh, six. All right. I rolled a 10. So this is coming from the 1960s. And it All is right. a wild card. So it could be anything from the 1960s. What Yippies book, Do It, was hyped as a Molotov cocktail in your own very hands? Or your very own hands. Sorry. Would it be one. Abby Hoffman? It was actually Jerry Rubin. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, well. I tried. I tried. <laughs> uh, Kathy, you are up next. All right. A one. All right. That is coming from... Oh, we have the TV box, everybody. Oh. 11. All right. Ooh. Let's see. What are, the, what are these categories? We have... Uh, number one is blue, which is classics. So, please tell us... What Mary Tyler Moore regular starred in two short-lived 50s sitcoms, Life with Elizabeth and Date with the Angels? We are looking for a Mary Tyler Moore regular. Bob Hope. <laughs> it was actually. I have no idea. Does anybody know this? Uh, I'm just curious. I would guess uh, Betty White. Yeah, me too. It, it was, in, in fact, Betty White. So I am sorry, Kathy. But good for you, Betty it's White. It's okay. <laughs> yes. Betty White is an avid listener of The Incomparable, so. <laughs> yeah, well. Little known why, fact. <laughs> why wouldn't she be? Yeah, very little known. Uh, Scott. Uh, <laughs> Even by her. That's right. Five. <laughs> All right. I got a three. So you are getting a sports and leisure question from Genus 3. What's the second most popular team ice sport in North America? The second most popular team yeah, second ice most sport. Popular. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I imagine the first to be hockey. Uh, so that would be an easy question, I suppose, which is why they went with the mm -hmm. second. Uh, yep. And I, a team sport. Um, I'm mm -hmm. trying to think of teams. I'm going to guess curling. You are correct. Yes. Stephen, is there still curling on the Are television behind you right now? Because there was uh, last time I was in the room. No, there isn't, but I could easily make it so if you wanted it to be. <laughs> no, no, I really don't. I really, <laughs> okay. really, really don't. I hate curling. There's too much yelling. I can't stand it. Seriously. <laughs> they're, they're sweeping, though. It's very, a very neat game. <laughs> with, it's, it's, it's fun to watch with the sound off, but I hate the yelling so much. It just makes me crazy. They always seem to be yelling the same things. I don't see what's so important about whatever they're yelling. I don't know. They're yelling at rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Scott, favorite Scott, you may sport. roll again. Yelling at rocks. Uh, mm -hmm. Four. 
All right. That is coming from genus three. So you get a science and nature question. How many cells die in the human body every minute? Whoa. Don't worry. It's multiple choice. Oh, okay. <laughs> 30,000, 3 million, or 300 million? Hmm. Every minute. Every minute. That seems like, uh, I'm going to go with B. All right. You're going to say 3 million? Yeah. It's actually 300 million. That just seemed like too many. Stop it. Wow. Right it really, Bodies. it really Cut does. It wow. Mm. I feel like we're mass murderers every single minute of our lives. Mm-hmm. We're not killing them. They're us. <laughs> <laughs> but are they? Don't don't deny these cells their independence. Oh, They're I the ones on dying. They're cells. quitters. I prefer to respect the cells that stayed alive and kept me alive. Mm. <laughs> That's a bold right. stance, Monty. Monty <laughs> <laughs> makes a, an excellent point. Aline, <laughs> you may roll. All right. Let's. Mm, you know, I'm going to go with my glow-in-the-dark pink Ooh. and white one in case... Just for people keeping track at home. And I rolled I'm a interested. one. All right. I rolled a six. So we have a, a volume six question. Okay. People in places. What was the first Vegas hotel to erect a bronze statue of Socrates in the lobby? Uh, <laughs> that makes it sound like there's multiple. multiple of course, that have now they that. all have them. That's right. It's, yeah. it's Nevada law. <laughs> yep. Um, so I'm going to say Caesar's Palace. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Makes sense. Yep. Caesar is Roman and Socrates is Greek. I, you know, Vegas isn't big on. Yeah, but it's Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Including <laughs> revised history. Uh, I rolled a four. All right, and I rolled another six. So this time you get a science and nature question from okay. Volume Six. What two-letter Roman numeral follows? M-C-M-X-C-I-X. Anyone you want. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, wow. What what number do you want here? Um, I'm sorry. It was M-X. It was M-C-M-X-C-I-X. And we're looking for a two-letter Roman numeral. Sticking with the, uh, the Roman slash Greek uh, stuff here. Oh, man. I have not... S- I'm I'm not up to speed on my Roman numerals here, so I'm gonna do VL. Oh, it's actually MM. Okay. And now I want chocolates. <laughs> In part because the question right underneath that asks which color M and M's uh, startled candy munchers by turning up with faces on them in 2001. Oh. I don't remember. Ooh, that. what's the answer to that? Uh, Green. Huh. I I didn't know that, but. I feel like somebody at the Trivial Pursuit Factory was having a little fun with that card, putting the MM right over yeah. the question about yeah. the M&Ms. All right, Stephen, roll me a die. Four. All right, I got a 14. So, ooh, 20th anniversary edition. And a four from here is brown, which is science. Uh, nope, hang on. Uh, the written word. I'm getting my... Uh, my category is mixed up. The written word. What trendy magazine honors the best in tech with its annual rave awards? This is a magazine that was trendy as of 2002. <laughs> yeah, it was a magazine that was existing in 2002. Um, <laughs> True. Oh, think of a magazine. Um, that honors oh. the best in tech with its annual rave awards. Popular Mechanics. 
Nope. It was Wired. Oh, that was the one I was trying to think mm. of. I failed. Oh. Well, that's okay. You'll Monty. always have yelling at rocks. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I rolled a one. Okay. That question is coming from Genus 3. So it's people and places. What continent has shores on the Atlantic, Pacific, and Indian Oceans? Africa? Antarctica. Oh, all right. That makes sense. Oh. I was was also thinking Africa, so no shame there. All right. Uh, Now that we've done three turns, let's do a quick... uh, quick score check-in. We have a three-way tie for first. Scott, Aline, and Monty all hanging at three points. Stephen, Stephen close behind with two. And Marisa and Kathy still have yet to get on the board, but now is your chance. All right. All right. I'm ready. Got a four. All right. I got a 15. So this is our first foray into the DVD pop culture edition. And a four is orange, which is sports and games. Okay. So, in a game of Zork, what would eat you if you wandered into the dark? <sighs> um, I'm going to go with a dragon. That is a good guess. However, it is. Anybody else? <laughs> oh, it's a Gru. I have the answer to this inscribed on the back of my iPad. Oh. <laughs> Marisa, why didn't you look at the back of Monty's iPad? <laughs> <laughs> right? <sighs> for future I, for future reference, look for question answers there. All right. <laughs> all right, Kathy. All right. Four. All right, that is coming from Genus 5, which means it is a science and nature question. What's the outermost planet in the mystical alignment astrologers call a grand conjunction? Uh, and I will point out uh, it's science and nature, and stars are in nature, so the mm. Trivial Pursuit is not necessarily <laughs> yeah. calling astrology science. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's planet. Mm-hmm. That narrows it down. Well, and <laughs> to, to genus five. Is that right? So 2000? Yep. 2000. So there's nine. Nine <laughs> planets. <laughs> yes. Not eight. Just to clarify. In our solar system. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yes, in our solutions. Yeah. Um, let's go with Venus. It is Saturn. Oh. Sorry. So close. <laughs> I, I love the way you like logic through the questions to sort of narrow down your choices. But at some point, you just right. kind of have to make a guess. And then I, well, and I, I still fail. So obviously, my logic <laughs> is not working that great. <laughs> Trust the process. Trust the process. Right. One of these uh, days, the process will work for me. Mm-hmm. Well, Scott, what about your process? What do you got for me? Uh, my process has resulted in a four. All right. Mine has resulted in a 17, which is the Doctor Who box. Oh, I'm, I, I don't know mm-hmm. how I feel about this. <laughs> uh, well, the category that you got is, is the purple Dalek, which means years and dates. Oh, I, I know so, how I feel about this. Not good. <laughs> so please tell me, Scott, <laughs> what two words did River Song carve into a cliff face on planet one, the oldest planet in the universe? Uh, that's a, Looking that's for a good two question. words. Two words. Uh, mm. I vaguely remember watching this episode. 
Mm. Uh, so, but that I don't remember anything about it. So I will uh, say, um, uh, uh, I I will say River Song, which I know is wrong, but I can't think of anything else. <laughs> That's a good guess. It was Hello, Sweetie. Um, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And I would just. I would just like to point out, if I haven't already, that uh, for some reason the Doctor Who trivia and every other edition of Trivial Pursuit that I have, you flip the card over, um, you know, top to bottom to see the answer. But no, Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit, you have to flip it left to right. It's really annoying. So there. Now They're that I've gotten that off my quote, chest. easier. <laughs> <sighs> so we'll move on to Aline. <laughs> okay. That's a four on the glow in the dark pink. All right. That's coming from the 1960s. Oh, no. And uh, four in the 1960s is music. So who, according to the Rolling Stones, tastes just like a young girl should? This is lovely. (laughs) Um, I'm not a Rolling Stones fan. Um, Mm -hmm. The only thing I'm thinking of is Mandy, and that's Barry Manilow, and that's not in the song. So, uh, <laughs> Rolling Stones could have written a song about uh, somebody named Mandy as well. It's possible. Um, you came and you gave without taking, mm-hmm. and now here's a verse about how you taste. Great. <laughs> that, was, that was in like the early drafts of the song. Um, right, Amy. Amy. Uh, actually, the name is Brown Sugar. Yeah. Oh. I, I'm so. sorry, Rolling Stones fans. I have no idea. Yeah. That's fine. Steven. Two. All right. Oh, I rolled an 18, which means that we are in the box. The junior <laughs> trivia box. Beat up, falling apart box from when I was a child. And uh, the 18 is from the side of the box that is for ages five to nine. <laughs> oh, so. God. Uh, what was the number that you rolled again? Two. Okay. A two is sports and games. Okay. All right. Which, what the heck does this mean? <laughs> All right. I, uh, sorry. That's a very deep I question. What the heck? I apologize uh, for this question. It's a question about itself. I like it. Very uh, philosophical. <laughs> which, which ball in bowling has holes in it? The bowling ball? Uh, they're they're specifically asking for a particular type of of bowling ball, sort of. This is a horrible question. What? <laughs> I, what do kids five to nine know about what kind they, of different balls there are in bowling? Well, you see, you were the not. The eighties were very different. You weren't an American child in the eighties, and I can tell oh, you, true. boy, oh boy, did we love bowling. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, um, a, a ten pin bowling ball. Okay, I will accept that. That is exactly. Okay. It says the ball used in ten pin bowling. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> well <laughs> done. Wow. You got well it. done. Wow. Yeah. Thank I'm, you. Yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> I wish I could give you bonus points for that, but I'm not going to because because I'm not. So, uh, no. but I will <laughs> let you roll again. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, I got a four. All right. All right, I also got a four. So that means it's a science and nature question from genus four. What common allergens are the male sex cells of plants? Pollen. Pollen. You are correct. All right. Good job. Number six. 
All right. That is coming from the Disney Grown Ups box. Oh, and great. it is World of Leisure. What did it cost to see Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in 1937? And it's multiple choice. Oh, 10, okay. 20, or 30 cents. I'm going to say 30 cents. It was only 10 cents to oh. see Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in 1937. I was thinking perhaps it was such an expensive movie to make that they actually charged triple mm. um, and it was a source of controversy in the dirty 30s. Interesting, interesting logic. Uh, wrong, but very interesting. <laughs> Thank you. So, Monty? Three. All right. I rolled a 12, which is Star Wars. And three in Star Wars is gold, which is History. What did Darth Vader say was the only thing that could destroy him? I read this in a textbook once. What? <laughs> American history. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, what did Darth Vader say was the only thing that can destroy him? Mm-hmm. Was it a 10-pin bowling ball? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sadly, um, there's no bowling in that galaxy far, far away, so they're just screwed. Well, it wasn't being chopped up and dropped in a river of lava. <laughs> um, I'm going to say love. Aww. You're kind of on the right track, but you went the wrong direction. It's actually Luke's hatred. All right. So not just hatred, though. Specifically, wow. Luke's hatred. Okay. Marisa, we're back around to you. All right. I'm ready. I've got a one. All right. Oop, I got a 17, so that's another Doctor Who question. Uh-oh. All right. A, a one, the, the category is Time Lords. Oh, I am sorry. Okay. Oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. If you say that, I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> what was the name of the Ood who visited the 10th well, oh, Doctor no. during his final adventures and eventually sang him to his sleep? I have a Christmas ornament that looks like an Ood. But that's about all I have to offer on this question. Do you know the name of that Ood? Do you know <laughs> the name of the Christmas <laughs> No. I love the Ood. I, I enjoy the Ood, but I have no, uh, I have no answer for mm-hmm. this. Steven? I have no idea. I'm, really? I'm as curious as you are. Yeah. Well, oh, it's from see, the end of time, and I absolutely hate that story. Uh, so that's probably I only, why. I, I only know it um, because of lots of Doctor Who podcast listening. It is Ood Sigma. Oh, oh, right. Ood Sigma. Sigma. See, and I'm <sighs> of the mind, I don't know if it's like a race thing, but I had totally forgotten that the Oods had names at all because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> That's why they revolted in the first place because of people like Because they you. didn't have names. <laughs> yeah, I will yeah. accept that. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad you'll accept it. Will you also roll a six sided die? I guess so. Four. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, I got an 11, so we're in the TV box again. And a four Ugh. from the TV edition is Kids and Games. What animated rodent was forever plotting to overthrow King Leonardo? Hmm. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that, that's it's so great. Uh, I mean, and I realized maybe, maybe you will know this. I don't know. Oh, no, I have no idea. Uh, Does anybody but we'll have go? Idea? Oh, we can guess, yes. <laughs> I don't even know what show it's from. 
I've read the answer and I still don't know. Oh, lovely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll go with Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> sure. Objection, that's two animated rodents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, objection overruled. I'm going to let her guess whatever she wants for this <laughs> question. <Yeah>. Ah! <laughs> uh, it's still not right. Does anybody know? No. Oh, mm-hmm. No. Apparently, it is somebody named Biggie Rat. Does anybody know what that's from? Oh, of nope. course. No, I never heard Biggie of that Rat Biggie Rat from the show. Mm-hmm. With I don't the know. stuff. Yeah. Oh, no King Leonardo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, from Biggie yeah, Rat anyway. fame, yes. I'm going to point out that the TV box also does not have, like, the, the glossy front to the card. So, hmm. uh, The 20th anniversary edition is looking better and better every day, you guys. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Scott, it is your turn. I have rolled a three. All right. I rolled a 17 again, so we're back to Doctor Who. Oh, boy. (laughs) Three is episodes and stories. In the moon base, what does the Gravitron control? Um, I uh, have no idea. But I will say gravity. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably what I would have guessed uh, until I saw the story of the moon base just a couple weeks ago when I learned it was Earth's weather. Oh, I don't know why they called it a gravitron. <laughs> poorly named uh, huh. machine, I, I think. Yeah. I had some questions. One of the best uh, like set props in all of Doctor Who. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's a dumb name. So Aline, uh, turn five here has been pretty rough. Yeah. Let's see if yeah. you can uh, turn it around. All right. Well, I'm going magenta and black with the gold numbers. Ooh. And I rolled a six. All right. I rolled a four. So that means you are getting a wild card question from Genus okay. Four. What item measuring 42 inches tall by 13 inches wide by four inches thick does the U.S. government provide free to veterans? I can reread the question if you want those measurements once again. (laughs) Yes, please. What item measuring 42 inches tall by 13 inches wide by 4 inches thick does the U.S. government provide free to veterans? A footlocker. I like your answer a lot better than the real one because it's really dark. A headstone. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, that Trigger makes sense. Wow. This is mm, this is like a really dark. Yeah, episode. it is. I feel like all of these <laughs> death questions so morbid. Y- you you should have been here for the last one. <laughs> <laughs> it, which what's better, morbid or like awkwardly dirty? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen, uh, uh, awkwardly I... dirty is always better. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I rolled a three. All right. I got a 10. So we're in the 1960s. The three is headlines. What thespian defeated Pierre Salinger in the 1964 California Senate race? That'd be... mm, um, mm, 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 Thespian, (laughs) eh? Thespian. The obvious answer is... But... There's lots of actors in California. <laughs> this is true. Too many, some would say. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't know any other politician turned actors or vice versa, so I'm just going to say Ronald Reagan. That's what I would have guessed, but the answer is George Murphy. 
Whoa, the the famous George Murphy. I've never heard of him. <laughs> wow. I, me neither. I, I think Reagan went straight to California governor. Yeah, yeah. 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 as I said, the only yeah. actor turned politician I know of. <laughs> All right, Monty, what do we got? A six. All right, I've got another 14, so we're back to the 20th anniversary edition, where a six is orange, which is game time. What pitcher did Yankee fans dub Senor Octubre for his 1998 postseason heroics? Senor Octubre. Senor Octubre. That's Senor Octubre, right? Mm-hmm. Octubre, yeah. So Octubre. O-C-T-U-B-R-E. And how is Senor spelled? The Spanish way? Uh, yep, with an N-E-A okay. and not just right. an N. So what we're looking for is a 1998 Yankees pitcher of Spanish descent who did well. Oh, Probably in October. Right. He, he pitched well in the postseason. Um, okay, I can only think of one, and he was very bad for them that year. <laughs> so it's not him. <laughs> Okay, just a second. I'm. I feel like I should get this, so I'm stalling a little bit. <laughs> It'll come to you. Uh, just keep lizzing it out. He'll get there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I can take a moment to complain about the fact that the 20th anniversary edition has this weird card dispenser that, like, if you don't pull cards out of it often, they get sort of warped and like concave. Oh no! Yeah, it's a little annoying. All right, I've done. I've finished my specific complaint there, Monty. What do you got for us? I'm going to say Felix Herrera, and I know that's not right. It is not her right. It is not right. It was uh, Orlando Hernandez. Mm. Oh, I, I strongly considering just saying Hernandez on the grounds that it's a popular <laughs> Spanish <laughs> name. Uh, Senor Hernandez. Like, uh, I'm kind of glad you didn't. Felix Hernandez, and he was great. <laughs> Kind of glad you didn't, because then I would have had to decide whether or not to give it to you or make you be more specific. Actually, Felix Rado was so bad, some people called him the run fairy. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, wow. That sounds awful. Well, I'm sorry that turn number five was, was so awful. <laughs> no terror at all. Let's, uh, let's, let's go on to turn number six. So, Marisa, roll me a die. All right, I've got six. All right, I got a one. So that means we get a sports and leisure question from Genus One. All right. Oh, boy. What bullfighter earned more than $3 million a year at the height of his career? Oh. So I am really getting some <laughs> You are getting you screwed. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have no idea. Um, all, Do you know any bullfighters at all? No, the only thing that's popping into my mind is Ferdinand the Bull, which is really, really <laughs> very far from what we're going for here. Uh, yeah. Does does anybody know any bullfighters? No. Mm. Uh, Hernandez. Uh, Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was uh, Manuel Benitez Perez or El Cordobes. Mm. So. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Um. Good for good for him. Yeah. Uh, Kathy, your turn. All right. Let's have a question. I know the answer to number one. All right. And that's going to be from box number 16, which is the 1990s. And you said that was a one, which is pink, which is oops. No, literally oops is oh. the category. 
Oh. Oh. So. Britney yeah. Spears. Oh, wait. Uh-huh. Uh, 1992 is the year this question is coming from. What mechanic finally admitted having slept with 16-year-old Amy Fisher? Oh. Considering I was 10, uh, <laughs> I have zero idea. Uh, I, the, just, the, the there's nothing I can category even, amuses me. Like, like it's just oops. I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just which like good for him for recognizing that it was an oops. Maybe. <laughs> uh, 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 Hernandez. <laughs> uh, anybody else remember this one? Yeah. Yep. Because there was a whole thing where yeah. she, like, the teenager, like, tried to kill his wife, and it the was... Long Island Lolita. Yes. Ah. And uh, the SNL sketch, the House of Butterfuoco. <laughs> oh, no. uh, Letterman said Butterfuoco pretty much every show for like three years. Yeah, that's that's wow. the only reason I remembered <laughs> yep. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is what passed for a scandal in the 1990s, by the way. Just <laughs> remember those innocent days. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do have descriptions for all of the categories for the 1990s. So for Oops, it says, Oops is all about mistakes and mishaps that made the headlines. Just a mishap. No big deal. Just a little one. (laughs) Certainly a mistake. Scott, let's let's see if we can get some points in this round. Speaking of mistakes, Scott, uh, number one. (laughs) Please. Uh, And a 10, so we're heading back to the 60s. Oh, boy. And number one is personalities. Oh, this could be a Doctor Who Who question. (laughs) (laughs) Who did General Creighton Abrams replace after the Tet Offensive? Uh, I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I've got nothing. General William Westmoreland. Westmoreland. Mm. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I watched. I watched Ken Burns's um, uh, Vietnam War documentary. Uh, so yeah, I just said yesterday I should watch that. I should have watched it yeah. yesterday, and I would have gotten that. <laughs> you gotta jump on these things, Scott. When you yeah. think of them. All right, Aline. All right, I'm sticking with black and magenta, giving it another shot. That's another one. Lots of ones here. Well, television is the box, because I rolled an 11. Uh, This is a classics question, so we're dipping way back. Mm. What sitcom city's centerpiece is the David Mendelbright Memorial Horse Water Trough? (laughs) Working for Uh. a sitcom city that has a centerpiece, which is the David Mendelbright Memorial Horse Water Trough. And it was a yep. classic in the late 80s? Yes, as, as of 1989, the, uh, the, the, the sitcom was considered a classic. Was the Andy Griffith Show considered a sitcom? I'm going to guess it anyway. Andy Griffith Show. Well, we need the city. Oh, the city. Oh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. What sitcom city's uh, centerpiece? Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, God, it sounds like a western, and I just can't. <laughs> El Dorado. Hernandez. Hernandez. <laughs> El Dorado. Hernandez. <laughs> 
you were actually you were actually right with the uh, with the Andy Griffith show. It was Mayberry. Uh, I couldn't think uh, of the name. Uh, I thought maybe it was Green Acres. So mm. close. Steven. Five. All right, that is coming from box sixteen, which is the nineteen nineties, and a five is there's a green category, which is called important. <laughs> right. This is supposed to be trivial pursuit. Yeah. Right. Yes. The description for for the important category, it's all about real news. Ooh. So, mm-hmm. as opposed to the fake news. That's right. <laughs> so this real news is coming from 1995. Who ended 27 years of exile when his caravan of cars zoomed into the Gaza Strip on July 1st, 1995? Uh, I'm going to say Yasser Arafat. You are correct. Nice. All right. Good job. You got an important point there. (laughs) Yay. The only Um, important question. (laughs) I rolled a three. Okay. That is coming from... Oh, I rolled a 19. So you get the junior trivia box again, but this time, <laughs> this time it's from the other side, which is for ages. I think it was ten to thirteen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what was that number again? Uh, five. I'm uh, well, sorry, three. Three. Okay. <laughs> three, sir. All right. What are Chinook, Hartman, Zephyr, and Willowa types of Chinook? Spelled C H I N O O K. Yeah. Hartman, or no, Harmatan. Sorry, I said that wrong. Harmatan, H-A-R-M-A-T-T-A-N. Zephyr, Z-P-H-Y-R, and Willowa, W-I-L-L-I-W-A-W. What are those all types of? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it up and say wind. You're right. You, nice. you lived in you lived in Calgary for years, so I, I figured yeah. you'd know a Chinook. Chinook, and I figured, but are there really that many types of wind? I mean, I I I, I was unaware. Wow. People, well, I, there's Mariah. I had heard of the sh- yeah. I'd heard of the Chinook and the Zephyr, but uh, Willowa, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh, number one. All right. And that is a four. So you are getting a people and places question from Genus 4. What was the final destination of the first U.S. paddle wheel steamboat, which departed from Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Hmm. Final destination. Probably not the bottom of the river, I hope. Well, there's no rivers in Pittsburgh, (laughs) so uh, I can't see that it would go anywhere. Um, hmm, I'm going to... Final destination of this paddle wheel, I'm going to say St. Louis. It was New Orleans. New Orleans. Isn't New Three Orleans. Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh? Yes, I know. Okay. I'm being, right. I'm being facetious. <laughs> I'm saying that there's all the rivers in Pittsburgh. <laughs> all right. Monty. I rolled a six. Okay. I rolled a five, so you are getting a wild card question from Genus 5. What 70s disco's co-owner, Steve Rubell, was assaulted when he told a guy, you're ugly, I don't want you here? Studio 54. Yep. <laughs> Name a 70s disco. <laughs> I saw a cabaret there. Ooh. It wasn't still a disco. Ah, okay. Wow. <laughs> uh, I rolled a one. All right. 
I rolled a seven, so Baby Boomer edition. And the blue category in Baby Boomer is TV. What comic book hero marked his primetime debut on January 13th, 1966? Well, it's yesterday. Uh, Batman? Batman. Na, 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 na. Uh, that was a very incomparable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I love uh, that nobody will get that. Uh, I have rolled a one. Specific. Oh, uh, so I you can't get to remember. Okay, then uh, genus one, please. All right. Genus one. One is geography. What's the oldest city in the U.S.? Ooh, I, I know this one. Only because um, I've been there. Huh. Well, my problem is I've lived my life on the West Coast, and it doesn't seem like any of these that cities are That is a problem. Right. Is it? <laughs> mm, I'm torn between Boston and Providence, which may both be wrong. I'm going to say Providence, Rhode Island. It is actually St. Augustine, oh. Florida. Oh, okay. Well, good for them. Yep. <laughs> Yes, I, I went there. I went on a ghost tour there. It's very haunted, apparently. They're very proud. Did you see any? Uh, I did not. I saw a uh, street lamp flicker. <laughs> oh. I thought yeah. that was the end. I saw a street lamp. <laughs> <laughs> very short tour. <laughs> okay, well, um, I, I've, I've been wanting to drag this game out so that Marisa and Kathy can get some points. So um, yes, we're going to go two more rounds. <laughs> All right. We believe it's crossed here. Yep. All right, so I have a one. All right. That is coming from Genus 2, which I will point out is the Canadian Not For International Resale Edition. (laughs) Um, It contains secrets. (laughs) I guess. Uh, So this is a geography question. What European capital is Carlsberg Beer headquartered in? Um, Not a very Canadian question. Now, I'm guessing it's Germany. That would be my Carl. So, um, if only I. Munich? It's actually not Germany. It okay. is Copenhagen. Oh, is the, all right. I've, I've never had Car- Carlsberg beer, so I'm not I, familiar with it. All right. Kathy. All right. Big money, big money, no whammies. I got a three. All right. Oh, I rolled a 19, so you get it from the junior trivia. All right. Uh, Ages, uh, junior trivia level two. All right. Um, Three, oh, what is the category here? Science slash computers. In 1983. Um, Yep. So what is a fermented malt beverage called? A fermented malt beverage and this is the kind of question for some reason we're asking <laughs> 10 to 13, <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> 10 to 13 year olds um, something you shouldn't be drinking kids well, they should know it exists <laughs> that's true that's true i mean beer correct i'm sure there's a more <laughs> really yes. i have a point <laughs> oh the irony the irony that the pregnant lady gets her first point on beer <laughs> i know on a beer question <laughs> all right uh four okay this time your question is coming from tv and a four in tv is kids and games so what kids show star had a tantrum after seeing Miss Yvonne's wigs 
hanging on a clothesline. Ah, <laughs> oh, what is with these TV star questions? And this was the this uh this box was created in 1989. So, what <laughs> kids show star had a tantrum after seeing Miss Yvonne's wigs hanging on a clothesline? Um. <laughs> I can't even think of a kids show. And I was a kid. Uh and I mm. Wow. No. <laughs> Miss Yvonne doesn't ring in a bell? Nope. Uh, Mickey Mouse. Obviously, I have <laughs> zero idea. It was, uh, and we would have accepted either Pee Wee Herman or Paul Rubens. They are both on the card. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I was not allowed to watch that show. Ooh. Sure, it was full why. of tantrums and wigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Talking chairs. <laughs> All right, Scott. Uh, six. Oop, I rolled another 19. Oh. And six is history slash traditions oh. for the 10 to 13-year-olds. So They're important. what language would you speak if you were from Sicily? Italian. Correct. <laughs> Good job. I almost said Sicilian, and then I thought, no, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Good catch, Scott. Good catch. Uh, what do you got next? Uh, uh, four. All right. That is coming from Genus 5, and that means it is a sports uh, – nope, science and nature question. All right. What kitchen appliance did Albert Einstein secure patents for but not develop commercially? Hmm. Hmm. Um, I'm assuming it has something to do with the theory of relativity. <laughs> Which uh, kitchen appliance do you think of when you think of the theory of relativity? <laughs> I will say uh, the microwave. It was actually the refrigerator. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. Uh, right. I see what you did there. I, I see what you did there. Pauline, <laughs> <laughs> do you see what Scott did there? I did see. I, I saw, yeah. Um, so I'm moving on to the magenta and violet die. Uh-oh, mm. I dropped it. Oh, I'm still oh, no. going. <laughs> Three. All right. And that is coming from box 15, which is the DVD pop culture edition. And three is purple, which is music. What is the name of Eminem's obsessive fan as documented on the Marshall Mathers LP? Oh. The name of Eminem's obsessive fan. I know his daughter's name is Haley. That's all I have. That's that's impressive, though. Good that's, job. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that. Um, Another appearance of M and M's in this episode, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's we were surprised when a face was printed on him. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised before that. Actually, he looked weird. <laughs> um, I have no idea. I have no clue. It was actually Stan, which is the, uh, the that's actually the origin of the, the word Stan being used as a massive fan for something. Oh. Because Eminem had such a huge, uh, obsessive fan. Hmm. Named Stan. Creepy. Creepy. Yep. Okay. A little bit of uh, pop culture etymology for you there. All no. right, Stephen. Here we go. Four. Okay. And that is coming from volume six. 
which means it is a science and nature question. What watchmaker teamed with Mercedes-Benz to create the two-seat smart car in 1996? Hmm. Oh, um, a watchmaker. Yeah. Um, Swatch? Yeah. Holy crap. You're right. Did you switch pieces out? Like... Here's your extra seat. You can just put it You have three or four of them. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. How did you know you that? We've had smart cars here for years, and I think I remember I seeing them um, mentioned or, or or was on like the, the, I don't know, the back of a car or something like that. So, hmm. wow. Pace well. to live in Canada, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I yeah, guess. early for exposure to smart cars being the main reason. Obviously. Well, that is, for, that is <laughs> yeah. where Trivial Pursuit hails from. So, that you do too, have an unfair yes. advantage. Thank you. Um, I rolled a five. Okay. I rolled a two, which means you're getting, oh, the Canadian edition of Genus 2. <laughs> oh. is a, here's a science and nature question. How many scruples are there in a dram? <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> this yeah. is. How many scruples in a dram? How many scruples? It's, there's no multiple choice, I'm sorry. Oh, I know there's probably. How can there possibly be? It's uh, um, seven. Three. Three right. scruples to a dram. <laughs> sure. Just picture a scruple. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then picture two more of them. Yep. Okay, Monty. Closing out our second to last round. Five. All right, that is a 16, so it's coming from the 90s. And a 5 is green, so this is very important. Oh, oh God, okay. Important. <laughs> yeah, it's, coming from, it's coming from 1992, this important question. What does SHS, ruled by the EPA to be harmful in the workplace, stand for? SHS. Well, if it's harmful in the workplace, I guess that is important. Yeah. Yeah. Tell people, don't bring in that SHS into the workplace. Mm-hmm. In in 1992? Yeah. <laughs> Standard household solutions. Just get rid of all of them. Not <laughs> for a house, not for the workplace. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you make a good point. Um, I would support that, except the actual answer is secondhand smoke. Oh. Oh. All right. Yeah. I sometimes sense. forget people used to smoke at work. I didn't know it was called SHS, but okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Huh. So um, we are now on our last round because I don't want to keep you guys here forever. Um, so, Marisa, this is it. All right. This, there this are, is my there, last shot. There are no limits. You can do this. Limits. You could, a, you could run the board round. and win the game. All right. I got a three. Three. Good start. All right. Oh, it is coming from box 19, which is the junior edition. All right, I'm ready. Three. Three is uh, science slash computers. Okay. The, and the question is, what is amperes? A-M-P-E-R-E-S. What is it? <laughs> I think this question is poorly worded. <laughs> it should be, what are amperes? Yeah. At least. Uh, yeah. Power? Uh, you know what? I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> Because this is another weird, dumb question. It's it's a unit of electrical current, which, yes. Electrical power. power, Yeah, is power. Electrical power is volts. Oh, well, tough. I'm giving it to her anyway. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Roll again, Marisa. Okay. All right. Got a five. 
Such a it was a poorly worded question, so yeah, it was being awful. extra lenient. All right, seven. So we're in the baby boomers. All right, uh, which means five is LT. Start. What does that stand for? Lives and times. Lives and times. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of car did Jan Barry total in 1966 on Los Angeles's Whittier Boulevard, paralyzing him and causing brain damage? Uh, what kind of car? Very specific. A deuce coupe. It was a Corvette. Okay. That was a good guess. I was going with a, you know, 60s song car. Mm-hmm. I, right. I like that. I like that take. Sadly, it was not correct. But you're no. on the board. So hey, that's look at that. I feel successful. Yay! All right. Kathy, it is your turn. All right. Five. All right. And that is coming from box 13, which is the Millennium Edition. Where a five is sports and leisure. Who boasted Ugh. in 1964, I'm so pretty that I can hardly stand to look at myself. <laughs> in 1964. Uh, uh. It's sports and leisure, so it's probably a sports person or somebody who was relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, which, to help. you know, that really helps define uh, <laughs> the identity of said person. Um, golly. Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> it was, in fact, Muhammad Ali or uh, Cassius Clay. No. We would have accepted either. Well, uh, I am sorry. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, I have a point. Yep. So that leaves... I will... That Love leaves that you and, point. You and Marisa tied. Um, so. Hooray! High five, Marisa! Hooray! <laughs> Yay! All right, Scott, this is this is your chance to run the board, and, right. and and let's 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 do a check in on the scores oh. before we finish out yes. this round. Um, you guys are all trying to catch up to Stephen at oh this boy. point, who currently has seven points. Whoa! Mon- Monty is in second with five. Uh, then it's you, Scott, with four points. Hmm. Then Aline with three, and we have Marisa and Kathy hanging on to their one point each. So, Woo. roll it up, Scott. <laughs> All right, rolling it up. I got a one. All right, I got a three. So, you are getting a people and places question from Genus 3. Mm, two of my what? least favorite things. I <laughs> <laughs> think he's kidding. <laughs> no. Well, I knew, about the, I knew about the people thing. The places is a little bit of a surprise. Where do you go that's not a place? That's what I want to know. Oh, don't, that's what everyone wants to know. I'm not telling you. <laughs> you not tell them where keep the, his secrets. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you tell people, the people will show up at the place. Exactly. The non-place. Mm-hmm. So, Scott, what French impressionist chose a 13-year-old Tahitian as his bride oh. in 1892? Uh, Gauguin. Yes. Excellent. I think. I don't nice know my job. impressionists, and I don't know how they're pronounced, but... Uh, Paul Gauguin? Yes, he was uh, famous for painting Tahitians. (laughs) He was a smart painter. (laughs) What if I went to Tahiti instead of you dummies waiting in Paris? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Five. All right. I got a 12, which is Star Wars. Mm. And a five (laughs) in Star Wars is orange, which is droids, creatures, and aliens. That's, that encompasses a lot. Mm-hmm. How and many places. antennae sprouted from Greedo's head? Uh, two. 
Correct. Excellent. All right. Oh, Scott is making his move. That's right. It's not pretty. Uh, one. All right. I got an eight. So that is coming from the Disney oh, adults boy. box. Mm. And that is the world of places. Sorry, Scott. More places. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what or which South American country sells the most food products to the U.S.? In hmm. 1986. Uh, that is a good <laughs> question. Um, I'm just going to guess Brazil because it's the biggest. That's a good guess. It is also correct. Woo. I like it. Wow. wow which, which brings Scott uh, into a tie with Steven. So keep, keep rolling. Oh, boy. Uh, six. Okay. And I got a 19. So you're getting one of the uh, 10 to 13 age junior oh questions. Uh, you said that was a six? Correct. Which is history slash traditions. Uh, That's our category. Traditions. What is the name of a nun's traditional clothing? A uh, habit. Ugh. Correct. Oh, with that, Scott pulls into the lead. Oh. You may roll again. I am going to. Uh, five. All right. I got a two. So it's coming out of the uh, the Canadian genus two box. Uh-oh. And a five is science and nature. The Canadians want to put a stop to this. Mm. What bird's nests do the Chinese collect for bird's nest soup? Hmm. I imagine it's some kind of bird. Uh, <laughs> you found, have a good imagination, Scott. <laughs> found frequently. The avian kind. In China. Uh, I will say sparrow. Oh, close. It's a swallow. Oh, man. So, which is sort of, you know. Different kind of that spit. Putting it in soup. <laughs> that's <laughs> something that you will then swallow. <laughs> that's how they got their name. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, that uh, that you're you're in the lead now. That's that brings some some real tension to this game, Aline. Well, let's end the game here. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's been I'm afraid fun. That's not how it works. Uh, Aline gets a chance to, <laughs> oh, to oh, run the board. Dice and, reports. Mm-hmm. We're on the the pinky, purple, and navy blue one with gold numbers, and the number that is facing up is a three. Ooh. I'm excited. What do you, what do you got? A three. Oh, duh. That's what you just said. <laughs> I thought you were just describing the tie. I didn't realize you had already rolled it. Six. So we've got volume six. And a three from that is history. Oh, geez. Who was a poor Darth dancer Vader. and an even worse spy, according to a decade-long study released by wartime scholar Leon Sherman in 2001? A poor dancer... And an even worse spy. I want to say James Bond, but um. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have no idea. I know Bird's Nest Soup answers, but I don't know spy (laughs) answers, so I no idea. All right. Does anybody else know this one? It's Matatari. Yep. That's oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. It's sad <laughs> Someone to find did a out. decade-long research project on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that's all, all right, subjective. Steve, Steven, you are no longer in the lead, so no. you better do something about that if you want to win. Well, well, we'll see what the uh, the dice have in store for me too. All right. Well, I got an eighteen, so you get the the very little kids oh. junior trivia, and all a right. two. Uh, the category is sports slash games. Uh-huh. Who came
carries a golfer's golf clubs. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> a caddy. Correct. All right, which brings you back up to a tie. Can I'm you really continue? sorry. <laughs> You're so Canadian. <laughs> Two again. Oh, that means you get to choose the box that your ca- oh, uh, question comes from. Oh, because <laughs> uh, I'm so terrified about getting another Ood Sigma question. I'm <laughs> oh, what the hell? I'll I'll do the Doctor Who box. Okay. <laughs> All right. So a two from Doctor Who is companions. Martha Jones' older sister was known as Tish, but what was her real name? See. This is this is what I was afraid of. <laughs> oh boy, uh, Letitia. Correct. <sighs> yep. Good work. Wow. So you pull back into the lead. Monty could still yeah. could still win this thing, but but might as well keep going and rack up as many points as you can. All right. Well, it's, uh, five. How did I get that? I have no idea. Uh, twelve. Race memory. I Star think. Wars. Star Wars. Yes, uh, and you said that was a five. Which yep. means orange droids, creatures, and aliens. So, okay. which of C-3PO's legs sports a silver shin plate? Oh. <laughs> no swearing. <laughs> I'm colorblind. I never noticed it. He really has a silver shin plate on one of his legs? I According have no idea. Yeah, but one chance this. in six. Well, you have a... F- yeah. <laughs> um, which of his legs has a silver shin plate? Yep. Oh, let's go left. I'm afraid it's the right. Of course it is. <laughs> Sorry. But that, that leaves you in the lead with nine right. points. And, uh, and now we get to find out if Monty can get four to tie or more to win. I hope I get a question about electrical power, which, we, as we all know, is watts and not volts, as somebody <laughs> who wasn't me said earlier. Oh, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a three. All right, that is coming from Genus 5, which means it is a history question. Who was the first non-golfing president since Harry Truman? (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Wow, this this came out in 2000. Okay, that's useful. (laughs) I mean, so that takes off a couple guys after it, Mm -hmm. Uh, although... Now that I think about it, I am aware of the current guy and his predecessor. They both golfed a lot. Mm-hmm. They may be golfing right now. Um, non-golfing president since Truman. Yep. Golfed. I love that Trump. this is a thing somebody keeps track of, like which presidents <laughs> golf. Right. So I figure he golfed, he golfed. Uh... I'm sure Ford golfed. I'm sure Reagan golfed. I'm torn now between Carter and Nixon because I can't picture either of them ever golfing. Hmm. I gotta say Nixon just because I can't picture him in golf shoes. Richard Nixon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he should have gone the other way. It was actually Uh, Jimmy Carter, who was Jimmy. Quite the iconoclast, apparently, in his non-golfing ways. So that does bring us to the end of our game. Steven, congratulations. You're the most random of us all with nine points. Uh, and uh, Scott made a, a valiant effort coming in with eight points on the last last. They're getting four questions right in the last round to come up to eight points. Monty then with five points. 
Aline with three, and Marisa and Kathy. Good job, you guys. You got on the board. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yep, got a point each. So thank you, everybody, for joining me to play. This was this was a lot of fun, as always. Um, thank you, everybody. Marisa, Kathy, Scott, Aline, Stephen, and Monty for playing. And thank you as well to our probably unrandom listeners. I hope you will join us again on the next Incomparable Game Show podcast. Tuli Pipsky! Thank you.